For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. From the Weathertight Windows Studio. Unique opinions, compelling conversation, and the best in afternoon entertainment. Now, the conversation continues. It's time for John's Choice on Drew Garabo Live. You know where this would be really great, John? A laser light show. Uh, we had him. Right where we wanted him. But you win this round. John Anderson of Yes. The Dome. John's Joints. Where John busts out a sack of the fattest nugs you're ever going to see. Packs them. Rolls them, passes them around. We all partake and expand our brains a little bit. John, who's bringing us these joints today? Might be able to be a yes man. This is kind of cool. I've always wanted a yes man. This is yes, right? Yes. Yes. Many weight loss, the medically supervised program that keeps you accountable and it keeps you losing weight. Depending on how much you have to lose, uh, it's a journey, a real journey. There will be good days, there will be bad days, and every once in a while you might fall off the wagon. Well, if you're just going at it alone, do you really have a team of professionals there to pick you back up and get you back on track? The answer is no, but with many weight loss, you 100% will. You go in for your weekly weigh-ins, you meet with the nurses and the doctors at Medi Weight Loss, you step on the futuristic scale, I've been talking about it forever, gives you a full printout of your body composition, then you work with the doctor to figure out what you need to do. If it's been a bad week, no shame, no judgment, just motivation and accountability to get you back on the wagon, and they want to make sure the Bone listeners can get started with a free assessment. Go to startmedi.com slash 1025, it's startmedi.com slash 1025, or call 8- Seven seven med loss. They've got locations in South Tampa, Brandon, Clearwater, and Lutz. So hopefully one near you. Make sure you let them know you heard John Sandy talking about it on Drew Garabo Live. Uh, President Joe Biden says it feels like the good old days uh, when he had much less responsibility. I added the last part as he welcomed former President Barack Obama back to the White House to push the Affordable Care Act and the White House uh, and the Democrats need a major boost before the midterms. Man. Barack Obama's so damn cool. He's he just so fun and just I mean he I almost felt bad. There's these videos going around of Joe looking for somebody to talk to or to pay attention to him and the media, everybody in his cabinet, everybody who's there uh just 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 totally enamored by uh by Barack. So I've got a short clip, the fu- a funny clip uh of Obama uh talking about how things have changed since he uh left the White House. <laughs> It is good to be back in the White House. Um, It's been a while. I confess, uh, I heard some changes have been made by the current president since I was last here. Um, Apparently, Secret Service agents have to wear aviator glasses now. 
The Navy mess uh, has been replaced by Baskin Robbins. And there's, there's a cat running around, which I, I guarantee you, Bo and Sonny would have been very unhappy about. Uh, but uh, coming back, even if I have to wear a tie, which I very rarely do these days, um, gives me a chance to visit with some of the incredible people who serve this White House and who serve this country every what a guy. Hell of a guy. And I think it's an important uh, to know that there's a cat running around because the Biden family wasn't capable of caring for a dog. I would say wasn't capable of caring for it. Um, didn't do a good enough job to keep it from attacking people who work there. <laughs> uh, yeah, same, same difference. Uh, moving on to uh, lighter news, but maybe sadder news. Uh, we'll start with the good parts of last night's game. Uh, uh, here's, here's, uh, here's the call. About that, the players are well aware of it, so you got to pick your spots here. Stammer with a quick face-off. That was cool. say that wasn't the last good moment, uh, but it wasn't full of a bunch of great lightning moments. Austin wow. Matthews had three goals to tie the franchise single season record for goals with 54 and the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Tampa Bay Lightning six to two. Matthews, who also had an assist and extended his goal streak to six games, completed his seventh career hat trick from the slot to give Toronto a five two lead. At uh, seven minutes eight seconds left in the third, uh, the center equaled Rick uh, Vav's mark set in the nineteen eighty one eighty two season. Uh, how was the vibe in there? Uh, I know. I think it was you said you watched the game over the weekend and you felt like maybe things didn't feel right in Amelie. Did the, did the crowd give you life? Yeah, good, uh, good, ex- energized crowd. A lot of a uh, lot of Maple Leafs fans in attendance. And then when um, when Austin got his hat trick, I have never heard the radio broadcast take out season ticket holders uh, or STMs like they call them, uh, like they did last night, blaming them for selling their seats. To those Toronto fans who then threw their hats onto the ice uh, when Austin Matthews got his hat trick. Now, now I know that, uh, you know, obviously it's maybe those were all Toronto Maple Leafs fans. But is there something to be said for the hat trick that it very well could have been some Lightning fans getting caught up in the moment? Because you don't see that. Uh, right. You don't see that every day. And that surely seemed like a lot of hats to just be Maple Leafs fans. Uh, so so I have to wonder if, if the hat trick in hockey, right, wrong or indifferent, somehow crosses the enemy lines and people just like to get caught up in the moment and uh, throw their hats onto the yeah, and I guess it's more understandable when you're on a blowout end of a loss rather yeah. than a tight game. I did see and hear a lot of Toronto fans there last night. They were chanting really? during the game, a lot of people booing them. And then for uh, for Michigan to go at season ticket holders like he did, uh, I think he knew he was treading on some thin ice there because you don't want to chastise the people who buy season tickets. They certainly have the right to sell those tickets, but... He he went deep on him. I, I've got a theory on that because for the most part, I would say the days of walking into Amelie and seeing the other team just take over is few and far between. And what I'd like to believe has happened is all of these transplants have been indoctrinated into the in, in, into the Lightning uh, fanhood. Yeah. But I bet you that it is much harder to change a Canadian transplant's mind or to get them to leave their quote unquote home team than it. 
might be for somebody who just comes from up north. So oh I think gosh, when you yeah. when you're from Toronto or you're a Maple Leafs fan, uh, it's probably a little bit uh, harder to give them up, and that's why we see so so much damn. A lot of love for those Canadian yeah, teams. I guess so. Uh, it's going to be a big weekend. We were waiting for the word, and uh, Tiger Woods says, for now anyways, oh, he is planning to play this week in the Masters. The five-time champion at Augusta National made the announcement uh, this morning. He will play nine more practice holes on Wednesday oh. before making a final decision, but will be doing so with the intention of playing Thursday, saying, as of right now, I feel like... I'm going to play. Uh, there have been plenty of signals in recent days that Woods was on the cusp of deciding if it was time to play a game. Again, he came to Augusta National for a practice round last week, then returned Sunday, saying he'd be a game-time decision. Um, I'm going to just say this now. Yeah. It is more likely that Tiger Woods' crash didn't actually happen than Tom Brady pushed out Bruce Arians. If you're still somebody who believes that Tiger Woods was in a terrible car accident where he almost had to lose his legs and they were rebuilt from mush, I I got a river or I got a, what what is it? I got some oceanfront property to sell you in Arizona because that's, was that right? Yeah. That was a good one, right? That was a real good one. Uh, I mean, 14 months later, they didn't know if he was going to walk again. And now he's going to start with care. And now when he's going to play the care, Masters. You get a different kind of He's going to play the Masters? Uh, yeah. He, quick recovery. And you believe that? It's an amazing story. You believe it? It's an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. I, I got, you know, I feel like, no offense, I feel like golf fans are so clamoring for anything interesting that you'll look over the fact that he faked his own car wreck. Because remember all the questions around it, too? Yeah. We wanted to know, oh, he had a bag that had prescription bottles in it. Nobody, he supposedly fell asleep. Now all of the details not making sense make a lot more sense because there was no crash. And this is all hoopla to get some viewers on the Masters this year. Um, I, I am sick of seeing some no-names uh, no win. Exactly. Uh, here's Tiger being asked if he thinks not only can, is he going to participate, but if he thinks he can win. Well, do you think you can win the Masters this week? I do. And what have you seen in your preparation that leads you to believe that? Well, I can, I can hit Tiger it just fine. bitch. And I, I, I don't have any qualms about what I can do physically from a golf standpoint. It's now walking's the hard part. I will say walking's the hard part. Uh, it, it is just fascinating. Let's pretend for a second that the crash really did happen. How a dude can go from being not able to play physically for such an extended period of time, being able to come back, but the battles with his body well reported to now after being in a wreck where we were told that he almost lost his legs and he, and he had to be rebuilt that he is now back to a place where, at least for fun, we're talking about him being able to win in Augusta. I can't imagine he'll make the cut. Oh, really? Yeah, I just I, I, I see it going poorly for him one of the two days, Thursday and Friday. But that said, God, I hope he's in contention on the weekend. What a story that will be. I mean, if he somehow pulled this off... It, we're automatically talking about a top five greatest sports moments of all time, right? No question. If, with, with, at that at that event, with those fans behind him, no doubt. What was the last major he won? Did he win it? I think he won at Augusta he won in 2007. Well, that's the thing. Seventeen. I, I remember that moment feeling so great that through everything, he finally got back. So it's almost as if, how do we make the story just one step better? Fake a car crash. Oh. Exactly. Uh, the New York City mayor, Eric Adams, uh, thinks that he's got um, so little to worry about that um, he got behind some billboards uh, in major Florida cities criticizing the state's don't say gay law and encouraging people to move to New York. 
Uh, that's funny. The digital billboards designed by subsidiaries uh, of uh, subsidiaries of advertising giant WPP will be placed uh, in on ad space donated by the company, and you'll see them in Fort Lauderdale, Jacksonville, Orlando, Tampa, and West Palm Beach for eight weeks straight. Starting uh, they started yesterday. Uh, come to the city where you can say whatever you want. Reads one of the ads surrounded by the word "gay" in various font sizes and colors. Another one simply proclaims. When the other states show their true colors, we show ours on a plain black background. Uh, this is in response uh, to the Florida's parental rights and education law signed by Governor Ron DeSantis last week. The law bans classroom lessons on sexuality, gender identity, and sexual orientation uh, for kids fourth grades and, and, and under. Man, I would I would think if you wanted people to come to your state and yeah. to your city you would try to make it so that every single day there's not a mortifying news story, whether it be racially motivated. I saw a story yesterday, a guy bludgeoned a dude on the train with a hammer because he was gay. So until you can clean up the hate in your own city, maybe it's not the type of hate that, that, that gets as much publication as this, uh, as this bill. But what a bizarre thing, while things do seem to be getting worse on a daily basis in New York, uh, to try and get people to come there uh, because of this. Florida's a sexy target uh, for the libs right now. And uh, and if you'd rather go to New York where you can get stabbed by a box cutter on the subway uh, rather than uh, having your third graders not taught about sexual identity and gender orientation and gender identity. All right. Well, and, and, and going back to the kids, you know, I don't know how to exactly make this, draw this parallel, but it, and maybe it's just because we're in Florida and, and through COVID we have been in a different universe, but it blows my mind to know that in New York city and in other places, toddlers are going to school with masks on. So if, if you know, you can say everything you want about what first, second, third graders may be taught in Florida, but if you can see what has happened over the last couple of years and the mass exodus from those cities and then think you're going to be able to hang your hat on that and people are going to want to come to your city it, what, where, when second graders are still being masked, that seems, uh, it seems like you're talking to the wrong crowd. <laughs> because sure. if you move to Florida or you're here... Um, I don't think that's the messaging that's going to get you back. Uh-uh. Uh, so this is a bit of an update. A woman who had claimed to be the cousin of the 14-year-old boy who died after falling from the Florida amusement park uh, isn't actually related. And, uh, you know, at least we've got some uh, some dignity and respect in this story because the strip joint where she was employed has fired her. The woman called herself Shay Johnson in interviews with multiple news outlets. Uh, she told the local news station that she wanted the ride to be permanently shut down as she collected signatures uh, saying, we want justice. Uh, the problem is her real name is Lowashina Lovina Browning, a 32, an Orlando resident uh, with, a, with, a, with a bit of a hefty rap sheet. Uh, she has been fired uh, from her gig at Flash Dancers, uh, the um, I feel terrible about it. Uh, that coming from the owner, uh, I don't know if you know this guy. If he used to be in your inner circles, William Searer uh, told the Orlando Sent- uh, Sentinel, saying the woman goes by Shay, uh, but the club has her real name yeah. on file. He says it's disgusting what she's done. So I'm surprised the HR department of Flash Dancers was able to move so quickly. A lot of times, things get caught up in corporate. There, I have to say. Th- it's hard to say. Is this how would you rank this as far as uh, is this a full nude? Is this a BH spot? Uh, no, I think uh, liquor and pasties. Oh, oh, so it's oh, so it's liquor and pasties. Okay, yeah, full full booze and yeah. pasties. Liquor in the front, poker in the rear. Yeah. Uh, wait, I'm just 
they this would blow over. So maybe they do just deserve to be applauded in the fact of they could have waited three days and nobody would be talking about this. Yeah. But they let their morals be up front, um, you know, and, and flash dancers, we commend you here. Yeah. Way to take the the bull by the reins. I will say, and, and you know, I don't want to tell anybody how to commit a murder, but if you are thinking about committing a murder one day specifically against your husband, right. I would say stay away from essays or books uh, titled How to Murder Your Husband. Oh, all right. But maybe you should because it cannot be used as evidence against a romance novelist oh. accused of murdering her husband, a judge ruled yesterday. Oregon author Nancy Crampton Brophy began trial Monday for the 2018 shooting of her, uh, the shooting death of her 63-year-old husband, Daniel, a chef who was killed in a teaching kitchen at the Oregon Culinary Institute in southwest Portland. The couple who had wed in 1999 were facing financial trouble and drained their 401k, collecting 30 $5,000 to pay their mortgage. Having uh, listened to a lot of Dateline and podcasts, if, if like financial issues arise with older couples, someone's going to die. Like, like nine out of yeah. 10 times, I feel for some reason, someone starts murdering about the other, murdering the other person. Yeah. Uh, home renovations, IRS bills, and some travel, according to the prosecutors. But Nancy allegedly more than um, used more than half to buy a ghost gun, which she purchased on Christmas Eve of 2017 and got delivered in January. Unable to put the gun together, Nancy bought another gun in February of 2018 and a month later began practicing at a gun range. Around 7 a.m. on June 2nd, 2018, Nancy drove to the Culinary Institute, according to the surveillance footage. Um, 20 minutes later, she drives away. Uh, hours later, Nancy returned to the center, now a crime scene. Prosecutor play uh, audio of Nancy asking a detective four days later to write a letter specifically exonerating her and Daniel's death so that she could collect the life insurance policy. Um, the, the, she claimed the policy was worth 40000 but investigators say she tried to claim 10 different policies that totaled $1.4 million. So, man, people, I think some people have no grasp on how guilty they truly look. Knowing that in your back pocket, you have written an essay on how to murder your husband, and within days, you're clamoring to somehow have yourself exonerated so you can get a check. Um, if I'm a police officer... I'm thinking, I'm thinking you look. Uh, I'm thinking you look pretty, uh, pretty guilty. So I'm sure she will be found guilty. If anything else exciting arises, I'll keep you abreast here on John's Joints. Are you uh, listening to In the Light of Day? No, that's a new Dateline uh, with uh, with Keith. It's a it's a series or it's a oneer. Oneer, but it's an hour and a half long. Yeah, and, and it's about a suicide that might act not actually be a suicide oh. after a night of drinking. Oh, I'll just say that that's intriguing. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Uh, this is a pretty interesting story. A couple animal-related interesting stories here. Uh, ecologists with the U.S. Geological Survey collected its first of its, first of its kind photographic evidence last year of a bobcat devouring python eggs. If you know anything, uh, these pythons are a disaster. They are an invasive spirit, uh, species. Uh, you know, they, they're running rampant. There's a bounty on their head. So anything and everything that we can do to get rid of them is a good thing. And what do you know? The bobcats are doing the work for us. The finding published last month uh, in the Journal of Ecology and Evolution suggests they're finally hope that a predator can halt the python's creeping dominance by eating its eggs. What they're saying is the first documentation of any animal in Florida preying on python eggs and the first evidence or description of uh, interactions like this 
at a python's nest. And it matters because tens of thousands of invasive Burmese pythons are spread over more than 1,000 square miles of South Florida and compete with native wildlife for food, causing severe population decline uh, in the Everglades National Park and uh, big cypress. Uh, raccoons, possums, and bobcats have uh, greatly declined since 1997, including rabbits, cottontail rabbits, and foxes have all but uh, disappeared. And it's because of these... Uh, it's because of these damn uh, damn pythons. That but leave it up. Crazy. It's surprising that uh, maybe because they can't do it, and maybe they, they can't put up a fight. I would think a gator would be the only thing that can take that can take it down. But it's obviously not happening uh-huh. enough, or they're not willing to venture into the uh, you know into the nest for all that. Dude, we've got a we've got a, a situation going on in our neighborhood right now. So you know it's it's duckling season. Oh yeah, they're, they're all hatching everywhere. Oh, right? Oh no, yeah. So I a lot I, of work for you. Well, it's it's. Luckily, a, a gentleman moved into the neighborhood yeah. who has who has taken over because he put up a whole little camp out his front door. Aww. He's got a big, he's got like a kiddie pool where they can swim. But here's the thing: um, it had babies. The duck had babies, and now these I've seen it once before. But these the the white uh, egrets, you know, they're they're tall. They can be like five feet tall. Oh, yeah. They got the big orange bills. If you don't know this, those things will eat a duckling chick. In one single bite. So we were out for a walk last night, and another guy, not even the guy who's who's housing them, we see a man fighting off a giant egret with a stick who is who has ten who has ten ducklings and its mother cornered it like just cornered in this area of our apartment and was just plucking them off. He got two of them, and, and it will this bird will legitimately and they look very peaceful. It will just pluck an entire baby duckling in its mouth. Like it's nothing, and uh, luckily this man was beating off the egret with a stick when we arrived, oh. and um, it's a whole community thing now. Man, I'm I'm really really proud of the com- the, the community we've, outreach. We've got a whole thing. Can't yeah. fix that dumpster, but man, no. you look out for some duckling. <laughs> no, we can't. We, at this point, I just want to control the things that I can control, and that's uh, that's making sure that these babies get big enough to not be eaten. Uh, and it, it's a it's a thing. The one one guy did say that he was thinking about getting his gun, which that got you know that that went a little concerning. Yeah, uh, but I don't want to see any. Well, I don't want to see any violence. Don't start no S, won't be no S. That is true. And I didn't know this, but uh, right after Easter or before Easter, people buy their children bunnies. Which, Stupid. That is, man, I I want to, thinking back on it, it's crazy. This happens. I want a bunny from a fair uh, in up in Michigan. You won a bunny. Yeah, it was like it was like the dart game, and they gave me a bunny. Oh. And I gave it to my high school girlfriend, and that uh-huh. thing was a disaster. Yeah. It ate all of the cords. It Poops poops everywhere. everywhere. Um, but uh, I've got audio from Fox 13 on why, uh, just a couple reasons, why you shouldn't be buying anybody a bunny for Easter. Mm. Thinking about buying a cute, fluffy rabbit as a gift, don't? Animal rescue groups stick to the chocolate, but tell us to stick to the chocolate bunnies instead. Yep. And the Humane Society of Tampa Bay, they held a press conference this morning to get that message out ahead of the holiday. As Fox 13's Jennifer Holden explains, an impulsive rabbit purchase might leave you in the rabbit hole. They're adorably fluffy, but Mike Shumate wants to warn parents there's much you don't know about owning a rabbit. Starting with perhaps the biggest shocker, they're not made for cuddling. You can't do that with a rabbit. Rabbits bite. (laughs) Their teeth grow constantly. Three local animal groups came together Monday to talk about why buying a live Easter bunny is a bad idea. Boy, you got to do your research. A lot of times it ends in tragedy. 
from shelter to food, Shoemate says there's a lot to be learned. What, what they sell what you would like the- be the scenario? Like, how does it? Well, I'll tell you how it unfolds because it's part of the story. People realize that it was a terrible idea, and then they put them outside. And those bunnies that you can buy from somewhere, those aren't the bunnies that live in the wild. So as soon as you buy one and realize that it was a terrible idea, yeah. you put it outside, and that thing will be dead in a matter of hours. Like they have no capability to be able to live. Like yeah. that is not a rabbit that you would see in the wild. Uh, so if you were out there, which I didn't know it was a thing people did, so much of a thing that the uh, Humane Society had to hold a press conference about it, uh, don't buy your kid or yourself um, a bunny. Don't do it. Have you ever seen a rabbit in the wild and not said out loud, bunny? No, no. And oh. I mean, yeah, I would just say, well, yeah, no, that's the only way to refer to it. Yeah. Is a bunny. I always say out loud bunny when bunny, I yeah. Bunny, 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 bunny. Bunny. Uh, we've talked a lot lately about uh, the, the fentanyl crisis, which I think in a weird way is a, uh, a kind of a side effect of the long running Oxycontin issue. I did not know. Uh, or did not know the details about what is unfolding with the state of Florida and Walgreens. Walgreens, according to the state of Florida, has a bunch of blood on their hands. Attorney General Ashley Moody said she plans to hold the company accountable for the role she says they played in the deadly opioid uh, epidemic in the state of Florida. Uh, going on to say that not only is Walgreens have direct hand in helping to create and fuel the opioid problem in the state, but she also added that they're responsible for draining taxpayer-funded resources as a result of their involvement. I mean, at some point, I believe you probably do have to put some blame on the places that were just giving out more pills than any human beings would ever be able to take responsibly. Definitely. The Attorney General said she also has Strong evidence to back her argument by focusing on Walgreens' distribution of opioids throughout Florida. One of the arguments listed in court filings highlights how a Walgreens drug distribution center sold 2.2 million tablets to a single Walgreens pharmacy in Hudson, coming out to be roughly six-month supply for each of its 12,000 residents. So in one single time, they dropped enough for every person in Hudson to have six months worth of oxycotton. Good God! And that, and, and I don't believe every, I don't believe everybody got their uh, got their script. So that means it went to a bunch of people who got a bunch of pills uh, that God knows the actual damage that that you know oh. came, you know caused. And I, I'd be curious to know how many, if you could really boil it down, how many people did that kill? lot probably a bunch yep so uh man walgreens may be taking a big hit from uh from florida if the uh mm. if the law has anything to say with it this is i will say my favorite story of the day okay. u.s intelligence officials have evidence that ufo sightings have led to adverse health reactions uh like radiation burns oh. paralysis and even brain damage according to a newly released report uh from a pentagon program that closed in 2012 the study classifies different types of encounters with unidentified objects including ones accompanied by sightings of ghosts yetis or spirits uh and others that result in injury death and even permanent um loss of brain function it also includes a summary of ufo induced effects that was compiled by a private nonprofit in 1996 ranging from the most common uh abduction to paralysis eye injuries electrical shocks and even sexual encounters the 2010 report compiled 42 different cases of adverse effects from medical files and 300 from unpublished cases would you be more or less inclined to believe someone who said they were abducted if they had rectal injuries? Um, well, I mean, 
<sighs> it's hard to say because I, I, I feel that if you really wanted people to believe you, you could um you could do some rectal self harm and then when you show it off, you know, who's gonna think, why did you do that? So you really have entered into a, an area where it's not really right to question you. What kind of rectal damage are we talking about? We're, we're not talking okay. about any kind of rectal uh, damage. <laughs> I just thought I could throw it out there. You thought silly me. You thought you thought you you, you, you thought you could. Uh, if you're looking for a reason to go to a Rays game, uh, and the baseball isn't enough, uh, Tropicana Field has launched and released their offerings, food offerings. That is, and it's so cool to see that we've entered a world where local places get shine at big venues. Because I don't think it was always that way. I think you had the the big names and that was it. Uh, but now that local places, and I will tell you, at the top of the list for me, it's one of my favorite spots, maybe even enough now to get me to a uh, to a, a Rays game. Uh, Pacific Counter will be in the house mm. uh, at, uh, at Tampa Bay Rays game at Tropicana Field. Beans and Barler, also a popular downtown spot. Uh, Krabby's Beachside Bites. Uh, Kawa will be in the house. Uh, and Coppertail Brewing. Wow. So I love seeing, um, you know, Good, local flavor. good local spots uh, get their shine from from inside the uh, the big buildings like that. If you've ever wanted to enjoy your favorite St. Pete spots in an atmosphere devoid of fun, go to the Trop. I thought you were trying to get back into baseball. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, actually, they they are they are making giant steps towards improving the game time experience, and I can't wait to get out to a game, back out to a game, go Rays. Is Rob Gronkowski going to come back to the Buccaneers? Uh, I don't know, and I don't know that he knows. Uh, he was on TMZ, which they're doing a thing hosted by Mojo Raleigh, who used to be a, a wrestler in the WWE. A lot of times, yeah. if these guys get out of the WWE, unless you're Cena or The Rock. You kind of go away. This guy's managing to stay relevant. So yeah. he uh, he had an interview with Rob Gronkowski, and here's a chunk of it uh, with Robbie G being asked on if he was going to make a return. He's just unbelievable how he's still rolling that that strong. How'd that feel this weekend playing catch, man? Does that give you the itch to want to get back on a field? You enjoying this time off, focusing on all these other things you got? Time out, time out. That's why I wasn't catching. I was throwing the passes, Mojo, <laughs> because if I knew I started, you know, catching some passes that, you know, my head would have started turning like, oh, oh, crap, man. I got to get back out in the field. And right now I'm not ready to get back out in that field. I'm not ready to commit to the game of football right now. You know, I'm just enjoying my time off uh, to, in order to play the game of football. You literally have to be 100 percent dedicated uh, week in and week we shall see. I mean, if I was a betting man, I think Robbie G's uh, coming back. I, I don't know that he has it in him to sit at home and and, and see Tom do what he's going to do with his Buccaneers, but we shall see. And wasn't Mo- oh, thank you. Was wasn't it? Mojo the reason he was at that WrestleMania in Orlando? Um, well, he was. The, he signed a he signed a contract with. A, Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.